0: This gospel message is brought to you by the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing word of God. Come is becoming too much isn't it? But there was somebody that came when you were singing. Hallelujah. Uh, there's, there's, there's a saying uh, in, in the northern part of... You know, among the hausa speaking people of the northern part of Nigeria, they said, uh, too much greetings is better than fighting. So it's better for me to tell you welcome and greet you all the time than all the time we are fighting. Hallelujah. Amen. So this morning, we will uh, briefly... Look at the scripture that God, that God has given the church this month uh, as our theme, which is Romans 8.19. Romans 8.19. We'll use that to build on what, by the grace of God, God laid my, on my heart to speak about. Which is divine direction. Hallelujah divine direction that will lead to our glorious manifestation. Romans eight nineteen says, For the earnest expectation of the creation, early wait uh, for thy revealing, or earnestly wait for thy revealing, for the earnest expectation of creation, eagerly wait for the revealing of the sons of God. Hallelujah eagerly wait, the earnest expectation, eagerly wait. There's somebody who is expecting, he's eagerly, she's eagerly waiting for you to manifest. I think it's as simple and clear as that, isn't it? But are you manifesting? And if not, why are you not manifesting? What is delaying you? God has said, okay, this month, even with the delay, you will manifest. I don't know about you, but I know one person, one person this month will manifest gloriously. You know, it's like you see a sculptor, you know, walking on one, you know, walking on something. You don't get to see what that thing looks like isn't it and sometimes they walk on it walk on it for days for months and then when they you know still covered and everybody's waiting to see what is this thing that you have been carving what is this thing you've been using chiseling doing all of this and then the day that that thing will be revealed you see people waiting and then they just open and you see some beautiful work see wonderful work Giftings of somebody and you cannot manifest without a purpose. All of us were created, and so I, the, the, the Bible says, somebody is waiting for that revealing, waiting for that time that you will be revealed, because you and I were created, and when we were created, something was put in us so that we manifest. Ephesians chapter two verse 10. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 says for we are the workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them so you were created for a purpose you were created with a purpose and the purpose is what we are waiting to see the manifestation the purpose is what we are waiting we're waiting everyone is waiting to see that purpose. And so it's very important for us, you know, thinking of this glorious manifestation to also know our purpose. And determined to understand that purpose. Determined to understand your purpose in life. Because if you don't understand your purpose, you could just be just, just walking, walking, going on the wrong direction. Determined to understand your purpose. Determined to understand even the way you should live your life according to that purpose, and to to, to create impact. That's why Ephesians says that thing. You know, he said, we were created in Christ Jesus. So it means you went through a process, because creation takes a process. You went through a process. Some things were taken off, some things were put in you, so that when you come and you begin to manifest, we see those things that were put in you right before you came in. In that race, that two million of you took part in, and you made it. You, you, you were the one that made it. So before God even said you should come, just like He said to Jeremiah in Jeremiah chapter one, before you were formed, before you were formed, I knew you. I had called you and I ordained you. Hallelujah. So it's for us to walk in them. You manifesting is walking. There is a story I want to give, it's a life story. Maybe I've thought of it to bring out this manifestation. The Nigerian Defense Academy, there's an academy in Nigeria that's called Nigerian Defense Academy. That's the institution that trains officers, that trains young men to be officers in in all the various armed forces that we have in the country. Now, these young men, they go through years of vigorous military training in addition to their academic uh, education. You go through it. Then a time comes. They do their graduation for their academics. You get your BA, you get your, uh, your bachelor's degree in whatever field you have studied but that is not as important for them as the purpose for which they were recruited into that institution, which is becoming officers of the various armed forces. Then they go through all of this. Then they have what is called the passing out parade. And on the day of the passing out parade, you finish from the parade ground. Then, they take you all to the officer's mess. You have your uniform. On that day, that is the day that your epaulets that are made of bars showing your class will change. And then your rank that you're, you're, you're starting your career with, it's put on your shoulders. Now, when they go into that room, that officer's mess, the person, somebody that you have invited will come in. Some people come in with their mothers or their fathers because you are allowed just one person. So, when the commandant has given the briefing or whoever is representing the commander-in-chief of the Nigeria uh, of Nigeria, of the Federal Republic of Nigeria, makes a speech, they will dim the light, and you'll be given some minutes to take off that person that you have brought in. will take off that that epilate of a student, of a cadet now. And then within that short period, will decorate you with a new rank. And it used to be said then that if the light comes on and you have not been decorated, <laughs> <laughs> you're honest, it's like those years are gone. Hallelujah. But you know the thing is, prior to that time, the commandant can send instructions. He can give orders and say, this week, I do not want to see any cadet doing this, doing that, and doing that. And one of the typical ones I I, I remember very well, the commandant sent the message, said, no cadet, that on the day of the POP, Every cadet that is passing out the next morning must be in his room letters 12 midnight. That's a H hour. Letters 12 midnight. And he does not want to see any cadet with a visitor or a guest in his room that night. He now moved all the cadets that are passing out that year to a particular hostel. So all of them were allocated rooms in that place. Now the thing with the military, he had sent that thing in the military shorthand message, because when you, you those messages you see them, you just and when those messages come out like that, they are not just to be put in any notice board board. They take them and publish them in what is called part one order. So when you see any information in part one order is a serious information. So, they take it. And then, the interesting thing is, when they are signing out, they have given the instruction, don't bring anybody. If you do, you will not, you will not graduate. You will not pass out tomorrow. Guess what? Then, the last sentence there, just two words. Be guided. Be guided. Now, you have invited your people. Everybody, your family, your friends, they know the trouble you have gone through for the years that you have spent in Nigerian Defense Academy. Some of them, some of them, when they come out, you find out that maybe the toenails or something, because of injuries you have sustained as a result of training. Then on the day that you are supposed to manifest, then people are waiting. Your families have traveled Long distances. And then you are not manifesting. They are waiting for you to come out of that officer's mess with your new rank as an officer of maybe the Nigerian Army or Nigerian Air Force or Nigerian Navy. Then that's you just walking. And that particular year, like I said, the way cadets that took it for granted, they said, "Ah, Commandant, we know last year he didn't come. It's not this year, It's not our own. He won't come. And guess what? They brought in visitors, and it were their girlfriends. You know, they came in, and it's very unusual because cadets go out, they they, they spend it, and you just come out, come back to the hostel around three a.m., four a.m. because they just. But he said twelve. You must be back. And I'm coming. I'm coming out to check. And then they're thinking. 300 and something cadets, how can you go around and check? 500 and something cadets. Guess what? The commandant came out. Guess what? He caught some people. And guess what? Twelve, some minutes past 12 midnight, they were caught. And they thought it was a joke. Before the, before the passing out parade that day, it has come out in part one other with all their names that they were not passing out. What has happened? Be guided. People, those their families have still come. They are waiting for them to manifest. They did not manifest. They did not manifest. Why? Because they refused to be guided. They took it for granted that some things were going to be this and that. They have put in them everything. They were already standard Officers. But the final thing that will make them officers, they missed out of it, which is the ceremony, which is a personal parade. And they were standing there, they were looking at their mates, at the parade ground, you know, everything they did. And as the rest of them were coming out, you, you can only look. Another thing about manifesting, when those guys come out of the officers' mess, you see people that are waiting there. Everybody's rejoicing, people are jubilating. Oh, he's now an officer, this and that, and that. And guess what? The same people, the same men of the armed forces that train them, these are mostly other ranks. They have been shouting, screaming on them, calling them all sorts of names. As these young boys are coming out, immediately you see a transition. You see those same other ranks giving them compliments. They are the first to even give the compliments. The same person that was calling you all sorts of names. You bagger, you this, you crap, you that. And then as he's coming out, what has changed? That is your day of manifestation. The day of those people's manifestation, things change. Power comes, authority, purpose, everything they begin to live why they have been trained. Hallelujah. Be guided. And that brings us to what I said I was going to talk about today. Divine guidance. Divine guidance. To fulfill your assignment in life, you need divine guidance. It doesn't matter how much you think you have learned. It doesn't matter how much you think you have acquired. It doesn't matter where you think you are now. It doesn't matter your, you know, all that you think you carry on your head. One thing I know is nobody has ever gone above guidance as far as the work with the Lord is concerned. As far as our work with the Lord is concerned. No man outgrows the need to be guided. No man. And one thing is we need to be guided because confusion, confusion is a part of the limitations of mankind. It's part of our limitations as human beings, confusion. And that's why we need guidance. We need the Lord to guide us. Most of our prayers, oh, this morning we prayed. Wonderfully, this morning we prayed during the workers' meeting. Most of our prayers are usually towards guidance. Check it. Check it. God, I want, how do I go about this? God, I need this. I don't, God, it's, when you you go back, check your prayers again. You just find out that most of it is towards guidance. Lord, I need you to guide me. But yet, when we come to make choices, sometimes we make choices based on what we feel. And I think last Sunday, uh, we we spoke, Pastor, you know, spoke to us uh, about such things. Because some of the things that we do, it's mostly based on information that we have, that we think we have. Most, Most of it is based on information. And there are many of us right now, all we need... What well, we need to get to that dimension of uh, our Christian experience and progress in life is divine guidance, divine direction. You've been there, you've been thinking, oh, how am I going to get there? Oh, but I've done this, I've done this. They've asked me to pray, I've prayed. They've asked me to do this. I've, but but what, the, what the spirit is saying to you, when he's saying go right, are you going right or you're going left because every other person is going left? Psalms 37 verse 23, please, Psalms 37 verse 23. The Bible says, the steps of a good man, a righteous man, is ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his ways. Many of us right now are at a crossroad of many decisions, many decisions. We need divine direction. Oh, our young people are at a crossroad. Okay, I'm studying this. After this, what now? How, where, where am I going to settle? Where do I want to work? After this, which city, which, where, where? You are, you are, you are, you are already in your mid years and you know, you approach 40, you are this, Your are working career, this, you're already thinking. Okay, after this, how do I progress my career? Where do I get to this? You know, all of those questions, all of those things coming. Oh, you've gone past that. You're, you're almost getting there. Retirement. You're thinking, okay, now where am I going to retire to? When am I going to retire? Am I really set? Am I ready? Am I so? We are at a crossroad, and so we need divine guidance. Some of us are already asking ourselves, why have I not manifested? I need to manifest. What is the problem? With this. So all of those things going on, going on in our minds. And I pray the Lord will lead us today. In the name of Jesus. It's very terrible to find, it's so terrible to find yourself in a place where God's anointing has not gone before you. As a child of God, it's so, it's, uh, look, you will struggle, you will suffer. Going to where you decide to go, where, where God's anointing is not even ahead of you. Especially where God has not even asked you to go. You will struggle. You will, you will not only struggle, you will suffer. Ah. You will. But I pray none of us is outside God's will for our lives in the name of Jesus. And because he has said we will manifest this, all of us will manifest. I say all of us. If you are not manifest, just just stretch your hands to Ruben and say, Ruben, you must manifest. When you are in your assigned place, when you are in your assigned place, place everything is commanded to work for you when god places you when you follow that direction and you manifest you are in your assigned place everything everything is commanded to work for you everything is commanded to work for you so why do we need divine direction why do we need divine direction? our decisions in life are based on information we have in our current level of experience current level of exposure our decisions in life are usually just based on information we have, you know, on our current, you know, where we are, where you are. Because you're, the information you have, you know, you just think, okay, I have this information, I have this, this is a decision, this is what I want to do. And because of that, we need divine guidance. We need divine guidance. Maybe there is a time that, oh, everybody is doing this and you're seeing it because that's the information you had so much about how to do that particular thing and this is what the result will be. And that guides your decision. Many a times such, such things are limited. Many at times such decisions you know such informations are, are, are to be honest limited. and we need divine direction because if God doesn't direct you and I, I can sit down and believe that this is, this is the prophetic destiny of my life. And a lot of us we have settled for that and we need divine guidance if god is saying to you you're living dundee you're coming to aberdeen and god is saying to you you're going to aberdeen and then you get to stone heaven and you just sit down there and you feel you're comfortable things are still working you're bound to think that yes this is where god has said i should live. but that's not what god has for you he's saying look uh, the instruction he gave you is go to aberdeen stone heaven is not aberdeen can look out to myself and say finally finally i'm there isn't it you know, yeah, i'm there i've reached i've reached that's where god said i should be i'm there but that's not what god has said that's not what god is saying god is saying that look my mandate upon you is to get to aberdeen my mandate my prophetic calling for you my mandate is not start heaven is aberdeen until you get to aberdeen what you are getting in Stone heaven is just a little many of us, we get to just that a little and we are happy. And God is saying, I put more than that in you. I need you to manifest and you're going to manifest this month. Abraham had over 300 men. When God spoke to him, you having over 300 men, you will think you have reached your destiny. But that was not what God was saying to him. God was saying, look, I'm giving you the entire earth. That's not what I'm giving you. I'm giving you everything. Moses came in that mind. He said, Oh, I'm going to, I'm supposed to be a deliverer. After he had delivered one person, and the next day another person confronted him, he ran away. And, and I, I was just thinking that I was just thinking in my head, I said, maybe he's sitting there and saying, After all, I've delivered. I said, I said, I'm going to be a deliverer. I have delivered somebody. And even the second person, I del- even though the, the other one confronted me, I'm a deliverer. And then you'll be feeling happy, isn't it? So that's your testimony. But God was saying, no, you're not going to deliver just two people. You are meant to deliver an entire nation. So we need divine direction. Our decisions and perspectives of life can be very, 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 very wrong. Very, very wrong. So we need it. In Luke 11, 34, 36, Jesus said something there about light. He said, be sure that your light is not darkness. Let, let's, let's see that, that passage. Luke 11, especially verse 35. Is, if we can. Therefore, take heed that the light which is in you is not darkness. The light which is in you is not darkness. How can light be in you and the light is darkness? Because the thing is this. Yeah? What you are seeing could look like light to you. In the actual sense, it is not light. Because that is your own perspective of what you see. But God is saying, look, look beyond that. What is, so that you don't just go for the wrong thing. You don't go for the wrong thing. And a lot of times, that helps to delay us in getting to our, you uh, know, in, in us manifesting and getting to our destiny. Because you are seeing the thing. You know, the light is, is what our I see. I'm seeing it. God is saying, look, you are supposed to be here in Aberdeen. You've gotten to, to Stone Heaven. It's still, what you are seeing looks like Aberdeen. All of them, Shy Aberdeen, the other one has Shy in it. But Aberdeen isn't in. But you're happy. And things, of course, things are working. I'm, after all, I'm still, I'm still around. Things are working. Things are working. And then you're saying, and and then to you, that is light. But what God is saying is, no, that is not light. That's darkness. Because you have not reached where I'm asking you to get to. It's based on our mindset. mindset. It's like saying, I will not have any friend who is not a, a millionaire. And tomorrow you have that friend that is a, is, is a millionaire. Not knowing how, or, or how the millions, how, they are, they are, they are, how he is sustaining the millions. Then you, you just feel, I've seen the light. This is my friend, a millionaire. Two years down the line, those millions are not there again. And the person is poor. Poorer than you. The kind of friend that you expected to have two years ago. What you saw then looked like light to you. But that was Darkness. It's like saying, I cannot marry a lady who cannot memorize Psalm 119. It's a lie. Psalm 119. You you, you know, reading it alone. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you think that is lied. But whereas if we allow God, if we allow God to help us, you will see that what we are seeing is probably darkness. What we are seeing and thinking is light is probably, uh, probably darkness. So we need divine direction and decisions that can be higher than what we would have decided for ourselves. Hallelujah. And so the Bible said, the steps of the good man are ordered by the Lord. So what does it mean? Uh, What does it take to receive divine guidance? What does it take to receive divine guidance? Number one thing that it takes to receive divine guidance is that you must admit that you are limited. You must admit that you are limited. You must break your pride and admit that you are limited. It is not an insult or an embarrassment for somebody to tell you you don't know everything. When we were growing up as kids, we used to think our parents knew everything. Because our parents never came last in school, never came, to, they were always false. Hallelujah. And so everything, we just believe that they knew it all. And I pray that none of us sitting here today is in that thinking, at least that uh, you, you know it all. And so you must accept your limitations. You must accept your limitations. Must accept your limitations. Pride and the rest of it, you must do away with it and accept that. Look, I'm limited. I, I, I can't do it by myself. You see, you see sometimes I, I sit down here, I, you know, sometimes I stand here and I'm, and I'm ministering and I see, I see our daddy taking notes. You know why? Because, because he wants to add more. He's saying, he's, I'm still adding knowledge. And I see, I even see, let's leave our daddy here because he's here with us in the house. How many of you have seen that the duo, especially when those youth are doing their program in camp. And you see him writing, taking notes, and you're wondering, ah, do you, we are trying to catch up you too do you understand but why is he doing that it's because he's admitting that look i still need knowledge from i have no i don't have enough so we must admit we must admit that so you must admit you are limited no matter how your prophetic or apostolic give, giftings are How many of us, how many of us can admit and say, Lord, I am great, but I am limited? How many of us? I can only depend on you, Lord. I can only depend on you for strength. Because without you, I can do nothing. Everything I would do on my own, is just, it will amount to rubbish. I just need you. There are some decisions that people have taken that when you see them, you know for sure God spoke to them. Because they all all they do they 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 just wait and hear from God. I pray God will take us to that place because when we get to that place, then our glorious manifestation will be easier than we expect. I see some of those things, and then you just look, you just know this this one, no matter how the devil had come in to try to confuse that person, it will not work. I give you one example. To think of it that it's man's decision. I don't know, to go and go to a bush, like where the, uh, the redemption camp is. And you sit down and you think that it's a man's decision. Oh, so, he, it's his own idea and the rest of it. And seeing what camp is now to what it was before. Ah, You just know that it's, 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 not, it's not man that spoke to man. You know, you know. We were speaking with someone, you know, uh, uh, during the week, and the person was saying that, that, look, the way camp is, the way that the is, and what God has put around him, the people that God has surrounded him with, and in that camp, that he can leave that place without going through those roads to, to any city that he wants. Because a chopper can just come there and lift him and just go. And we're actually talking about the the prayer work that he did that. But but then what will make a man like that come down and say, look, God, you must come down. So he's not a man. You know he's not a man. You know that he's not. He, He heard. He heard. May we hear. And may we receive. And may we know only that voice in the name of Jesus. Number two, you must engage in the ministry of prayer. And then, you know, when, when I, I, I wrote this particular point on Friday night, after the video, because there was a particular prayer point that I just got fixed on, you know, on that Psalm 40, and David cried, and I knew David cried out to the Lord, and the Lord inclined his ears, and the Lord did what? The Lord answered, and not only answered, he brought him out, where? From the Miracle, and placed his feet, and I said, I was like, wow. See, and then all through the week, Apostle Eric came here. He led us in prayer. Pastor led us in prayer on Saturday, Friday we were in this prayer. Saturday we were in one prayer. We, pray, we prayed. Uh, we prayed. That Saturday we, you 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 will feel it in that that room. You feel you see, you see people. You feel it. There was prayer going on? And I looked at it. And said, I even said, in fact, this morning when I was going through the notes again, I said I was not going to speak about this prayer because I know we have spoken so much about prayer. But I was telling myself even during the week that God wants us to pray this, this year as a church, I believe. Because Dr. Glenn was not here when we were doing all these things. He came and he let us, he said, pray. 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 prayer." There is no a direction in life without prayer. There is no a direction in life without prayer. Prayer is a mighty weapon that you just have to engage it to get things done. You know, even when you worship, it's it's prayer, isn't it? You worship, you pray, you pray there, you pray there, you worship, you pray, you pray, you pray, it leads you into. What worship does, does is it makes the prayer even softer and easier for you to just sustain, to just go ahead. It is prayer that will open you up to any other way that God will want you to go. It is prayer. It's prayer. When you pray, God will direct you through light. Through light in the scripture. Psalm 119 verse 105 says, says Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. When you pray, the word of the Lord, God will open your eyes to see his word that will be a lamp to wherever you are placing your When you pray, you will hear a voice. You will hear the voice. You will hear a voice of the Spirit saying to you, like as in Isaiah 30, 21, that you shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way. Walk in it." When you pray, it's in the place of prayer that you hear. Prayer. John 16, 13 says that when the Spirit of truth comes, He will do what? Guide you. Let me leave the prayer. Let's move on. When you engage in prayers, you will receive divine encounter. That's point number three, receiving divine encounter. When you engage in prayer, you will receive divine encounter. Dreams, visions, revelatory experiences, they will just come. There are a lot of instances in the Bible. You know, I was checking. There are a lot of instances in the Bible where God used divine encounter to bring revelations to people. Genesis 41, 1 to 7 is one of them. The the, the 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 prophecy came. You know, prophetic destiny of a nation was decided. But God spoke through Pharaoh. Pharaoh was the one that God spoke to. Yeah, about the period of plenty, about the period of lack. God spoke to him through a dream. Even though he didn't know how to interpret it. But you see what? It was a two-way thing. Because the Pharaoh himself was the one that God gave the dream to. But the dream was meant to bring to a glorious manifestation of Je- uh, Joseph. Because it was Joseph... And that's why we, we're talking about manifestation. Because it was Joseph that came and interpreted. And guess what? Because Joseph, when he was going there, I am sure he already knew. Because he dressed himself. The Bible said he went, had a clean shave, dressed himself in a, in a clean uh, robe, and went before, the, uh, the, uh, before Pharaoh. And Pharaoh told him the dream. He gave Pharaoh the interpretation of the dream. And Pharaoh said, look, surely you are the one that, ha- that will be in the affairs of these things. Hallelujah. Confirming prophetic destiny of Joseph, the dreams that he has had with all the things, that was the day of that glorious manifestation. Divine encounter. Moses had an encounter. Hallelujah. And then that encounter, l- look at it. He had run away from killing two people because he was sure that I d- have delivered. But when he had an encounter, things changed. Because when he had an encounter, God now sent him and said, go. And equipped him and told him everything. He was just guiding him. At the end of the day, he was able to lead an entire nation to their destiny. But also him manifesting. The purpose, everything that God had put in him. The things that God had trained him. The things, all the process of creation that he had gone through. It was that time, the time of manifesting came. Initially, he was doing it in his own strength. I pray, I pray once again that we will hear encounters connected men to their destinies and they manifested. May you have an encounter that will lead you to your glorious manifestation in the name of Jesus. And lastly, number four, through spiritual authorities. Spiritual authorities are fathers, our fathers, our mentors, elders, and the elderly people. Let me, let me make elders, elders, our elders in church. And then the elderly, those ones that are older, eh, that by the grace of God have had the grace of living long. Men and women who have had advantage of age in their lives. And fatherhood and mentorship is one great platform to receive spiritual direction you can be struggling over one thing for a long time you just meet your father in the law you meet your mentor you meet someone that is older than you bam like this in one minute the person just gives you an answer to all that you've been going about you've been thinking has it not happened to you before you find out that you've been, you've been facing one mountain, heavy mountain like that. You're just going about, look, this mountain, this mountain. And then you, boom, meet with that father, that spiritual father, that mentor, that elder, that, that, that old one. And then the person just looks at you and the person is laughing. Because the person has been marching on that, that mountain for years. As the person has overcome that mountain, has been marching on it, it is an experience. And in minutes, the person just tells you, do this, do this, do this. And then you're like, ah, how do you mean? But some of us, unfortunately, we don't, even, we don't even think of it. We don't even have regards for them. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. None of us will be, be missing when we are supposed to be manifesting in the name of Jesus. None of us will take things for granted. Like I said to you, some of those cadets. And then you will miss out in the name of Jesus. And I told you that story of the cadets because I just wanted to be, I know some of those guys. I know some of them. And I remember that for long, one of them, because he he was my classmate, and then he was living next door to me in the barracks. And then that was him. you have seeing him. For years, this boy was locking himself in the room. Why? Because he took something. Sometimes, please, let's not take anything for granted that, that God is saying to us. It took that boy years. And even when he got another job, you will never see him. He, his colleagues, you go to look for him in the office. People will be telling you, we don't know him. But he, is their, he was their colleague. Let's not take people for granted. And let's not take the advice of others for granted. So if I may ask, could it be that many of us have not been divinely directed because we have not, manif- uh, 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 that has led to our manifestation because we have not tapped into these few things I have said? Will it be? And I said, it started with admitting our limitations and engaging in prayer. David said in Psalm 40, that I prayed, I prayed, I cried, I cried, I cried unto the Lord. and The Lord heard me. I know pastor is going to lead us later in prayers. But I want us to rise with me. and Let's just take one prayer. We took that prayer earlier. You know, uh, brother, um, Dami led us in that prayer. I want us to pray. Father, take the lead. I will follow. As a simple prayer. I just want us to pray. Father, just take the lead and I will follow. Lord, I want to manifest. But take the lead and I will follow. Take the lead, oh Lord. Take the lead. I don't want to do it in my strength. I don't want to do it by myself. Take the lead, oh Lord. Take the lead. Take the lead. Lord, lead me. Take the lead. Lord, this is my hand. Lord, lead me. Lord, I am ready to follow. I'm ready to just go with you. Lord, I am ready. You know, a lot of times we sing that song, carry me, they go, carry me, they go. And then you're just wondering, are we really, really dropping ourselves in the hand of the Lord to, to take us to that place? Lord, take the lead. Father, take the lead. Take me there, oh God. Take me there. Lord, take the lead. Just lead me, oh God. Lead me. Lead me. Lead me in the right direction. Lord, lead me in the right direction. I don't want to be going in an opposite direction. I don't want to be going in the wrong direction. Lead me, oh God. Lord, take the lead. And I will follow. Lord, take the lead and I will follow. Lord, take the lead. Take the lead, oh Lord, and I will follow. Thank you, Father. In Jesus mighty name. We have prayed. Heavenly Father. We just want to say thank you. Lord we know. Of a truth that we cannot get to our destination. Without you guiding us. Father please take the lead. And we will follow you. Father hold us by our hands. Even as little children. Father hold us by our hands. And lead us there oh God. In the name of Jesus. We repent of anything. And everything, Lord, that has kept us marking time in the same place. Lord, we repent of them. And we say, Father, Lord, remove those things from us. Let us see real light. Let the light we see not turn to darkness in our body. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, blessed Redeemer. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Hallelujah, somebody.